All right, we are back with another episode of the Coin Spice Podcast. This is your host, C. Edward Kelso, Editor-in-Chief out of Coinspice.io. And this is actually the second in a series of conversations with Amory Sachet, the lead developer out at Bitcoin ABC, considered the main reference implementation for Bitcoin Cash. And the BCH network is going through a scheduled upgrade on May 15th, 2020. And that's, you know, interesting in and of itself and news in and of itself and, and more than enough reason to speak to Sachet. But also we're embroiled in a very, very large debate, a very contentious one uh, about the IFP, the Infrastructure Funding Plan for Bitcoin Cash, which was proposed in late January of this year by a very, very big and influential um, mining pool. It has since been dropped by its author and and uh, some of those who are early proponents, but it does remain in the May 15th, 2020 upgrade, uh, the IFP does. And so it's my chance to kind of ask uh, Amory why that's the case, um, why not just remove it, and maybe get a little bit of insight into even why it was... Um, push forward in the first place and and what it means uh he does go into all of that he gets very philosophical biblical if you can believe that or uh or not but in any case uh this is spicy it gets extremely spicy uh so i do advise a cold glass of milk and if you're a vegan obviously almond milk or soy milk with a little bit of cinnamon however you want to go about it but it's gonna get spicy so without any further ado, here is our second part in a multi-part series with Bitcoin ABC lead developer Amory Sachet on the infrastructure funding plan for Bitcoin Cash and the May 15th, 2020 upgrade. So now we're on to, you know, argu- not arguably, uh, the most controversial part of the upgrade, uh, which is inclusion of the... Uh, activation of the infrastructure funding plan that was initially proposed mm-hmm. by a uh, uh, mining pool, very influential mining pool operator, Zhang Zhuer. I always missay his name, uh, mispronounce his name of uh, BTC top. And it, it's included and it was included during a very heated and it hasn't subsided um, heated community debate. Um, about the IFP, and it just dawned on me that before we started talking, as I was going through my notes and looking back, because we've had a lot of conversations, uh, podcasts and so on, uh, we spent a lot of time talking, and here's the, you know, Bitcoin ABC is at the center of the infrastructure funding plan, <laughs> and we've not, CoinSpice, mm-hmm. and this is all, falls all on me, hasn't spoken with the principles, you know, one of the principles uh, on this issue and um, in going through the upgrade, I guess I was surprised to see it. I mean, it's been there since, I don't know why I should be, but it's, it's been there since uh, mid-February. Um, it's not like you hit it or, you know, it's out of, I, for some reason, I just thought maybe the, the, the sort of the social entropy, the, the, the way things were moving would just sort of sweep it off or or under the rug. Um, But you've, you've, the team, I guess, has left it in there. Um, Mm -hmm. Where are you 
in in the IFP because now we're talking in early May, and this was begun in uh, late uh, January as far as you know the, the popular understanding. I know it goes back much further than that, but uh, it has changed. It's been modified. There's no more Hong Kong Corporation. There's uh, now there's a white list. Um, there's uh, not 12.5, but 5%. There's been all these changes. Where where are you with the IFP? Where where does it stand now? And uh, and what can people possibly expect with the May 15th? Uh, well, it's it's under vote, and it looked like that it's so. You know, we need to back up a bit. Um, one of the reasons this is in there is because from the Chinese community, essentially, like you know, we've been we've been beating the drum that there's a problem with funding for like many months. Very and, much. So, and yes. one of the response from the Chinese community for those many months is like, "What don't you guys do an IFP, right?" Um, because this is almost all the coins are doing it, and this is much better than people actually funding it, you know, and and so that was a, a big, that was a big point in the Chinese community, and in the in the Western community, um, it seemed like, um, I mean, yeah, it seems like uh, uh, people are not really realizing uh, what what kind of a problem they are in and, and they are still in that like i think we need to talk more about this maybe after we we discuss the upgrade but really people like don't realize what they are funding and and what are the impact of what they are funding or maybe they do but uh it's it's effectively not compatible with the old digital cash id uh, plus there is a lot of dishonesty going on right like when roger for instance say that that he funded ABC to the extent of half a million, where he absolutely did not do so. Um, and so all of that created a situation where people are under the impression that ABC is like this huge powerhouse that is very well funded. And, and what in fact, it, it's, it's very much not. Um, and so, well, you know, the Chinese kept beating that drum. So we're like, you know, let's, let's try it. And at the end of the day, this comes from this comes from the minor reward. So it does make sense that the minor got to decide um, if that goes in or not. So we put it forward. Um, and, and this is what happened. And then, you know, like people are yelling about it. Uh, they want it to be removed, but that's completely dumb. I'm like, I'm sorry, but you got to state it that way. It's completely dumb, right? It's, it's in the software. So if we remove it now, we create the risk of a fork. Um, in, in case it activates. And Wait, you're, you're saying I mean, if, if you remove the IFP, yeah. you risk a fork? Yeah. Okay, that seems counterintuitive. Can you well, because, explain? Well, because um, if, if the IFP is activated and then half the nodes support it and half the nodes don't, then the nodes that don't are going to fork themselves off, you know? And so this is not something we want to do uh, with Bitcoin ABC, like this kind of this kind of idiotic decision have been made many times in the past by the big blocker, and it seems like this is another thing that I think you know there is not there is not a lot of realization. But um, well, you know, we can go back to the SIGOPS, for instance. So 
the mm-hmm. SIGOPS limit always was, uh, was a question because if you, like increasing the size of the block is not enough, you need to change the SIGOPS limit. Otherwise, you know, you're going to allow bigger block size, but you're going to run into the SIGOPS limit and you cannot produce bigger blocks. So at the time, the two big clients uh, for big block were BU and Classic. And, and they could not agree on how to change the rule for the SIGOPS limit when you activate bigger blocks. And effectively, BU uh, removed the limit altogether, not realizing that this is a huge denial of attack service, or maybe not caring about it, like who knows. Um, and, and Classic did something else. And so what happened is that when they activated on testnet, they ended up having uh, two different chain, one for, you know, one that the classic node followed and one that BU node followed um, due, to, due to this disagreement in the rule, right? Because any slight change in the consensus rule uh, may cause a fork. Um, and so this is something that we should not take lightly. And, and you know, if it's not activated, uh, we can remove it later after the voting period uh, is over, but but before it is, there is absolutely no reason to remove it. Um, okay, so yeah, plus <clears throat> plus I mean, okay, so that's that's the you know that's the technical argument, but I think there is there is more of an argument. It's like you know, it's miners' money, and and it's up to miners' decision, and I think it's et- extremely unwelcome for you know random people that yell very loud on reddit that this choice needs to be removed for other people like this is not their money to begin with uh <laughs> once again you know like <laughs> those are the people calling themselves capitalists but you know um they are deciding they are deciding what other people needs to do with their money and and they are expecting choice to be removed from other people because they are yelling very loud and this is um um I mean, this is this is just not those things happen in the civilized world, right? Like this is this is how you get like complete chaos. Uh, this is not how you build a, a good system that people are gonna want to use. So, it's if, if I can boil it down a little bit, um, the infrastructure funding plan, the IFP, was instigated um, according to how you see things by the Chinese community in particular, the Chinese mining community, which as I understand it has been your, one of your, uh, the Bitcoin ABC's main patrons. So Mm -hmm. um, he who has the gold makes the rules, right? So, uh, or she or however you want to put it, (laughs) but the, the person came to you or, or in dialogue said, this is something we should consider and, and do. And then, uh, we saw it play out in the community, and there's two worlds yeah. at work here. So there's the people that you're responsible to, who are they're they're not just yelling at you and part of some fuzzy community, and you know, but the the actual you know, look, here's work we need done, we want done, and they want this in there. So this gets more complicated, but initially, right now. You say, okay, well, we'll do that. Um, it gets put in. Yeah, so this is not what we Good. said initially. Like, as you know, this has been on the table for years now. And we are like, you know, this is going to be controversial in the West. But then, you know, it got yeah. to the point where uh, 
the West is not looking like it's getting its shit together. And, and so, you know, we need to do something. Right. Okay. And so you did, right? So it's, it's in there. Mm -hmm. Um, There's, there's a chance for it to, to be activated. Now, from what I've seen in terms of the metrics, it doesn't look like that's going to happen, at least as it sits now. But yeah, so uh-huh. you got to realize like the, the Chinese miners, um, the last thing that they want is reproduce the whole BSV story. Right. And we have a bunch of people that say, you know, like if this activate, we're going to fork into Wawaland. And uh, realistically, if they do that, um, it really depends on most actors are doing it, but considering Roger is fueling that stuff and Roger has like a fair amount of media reach, then uh, that means there are going to be a lot of confusion on the market. And when this kind of stuff happen, like historically, you can expect BCH to go to maybe 0.8% of a BTC or something like that if that happens uh, based on you know historical similar events. And so they obviously don't want that. So, so philosophically, you see this as the sort of the crowd <clears throat> versus the actual producers. So, and that I don't, I don't think there is even that much of a crowd, to be honest. Um, if you look at, like, I mean, like, how many people is there on RBTC? Not that many. Uh, how many, like? And and how many people are actually funding funding those those effort you know at, at producing another revolution? Actually, not that much. And and it's actually kind of funny because if you look at it, you see that many of the big donations came from the same people and their different names, uh, hmm. which is, I mean, you know, it's 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 funny. It's sad at the same time, you know. Um, but but it's okay. I think those people also don't realize what they are paying for, and, and we should definitely go into that more uh, later. Okay. So the IFP is in, as far as mm-hmm. in the code, and it's there to be activated if miners choose to do that. Now, let's yeah. say they don't on the fifteenth. They don't do that. Um, mm-hmm. Will you then take it out, or or what's the what's the decision making to take it out if if you were to? Uh, the decision is is not made at this point in time. We're gonna have to see where things are going. Can it? And, and good. And so we talked about Vin, you know, like previously, and and Vin and I have been discussing all those stuff for a very long time, and we've both made predictions that are almost always the same. Um, this is are, this is uh, sorry to interrupt, but this is Vin. So the Roger yeah. in the in the last uh, I can't imagine. Yeah, this is Vino Money and Roger Ver. Right, right. RogerVerBitcoin.com. I can't imagine people wouldn't know that, but just in case. And then the yes. Vin, of course, um, Vin Money of Cointex. Go ahead. Yeah, and and um, yeah. So I kind of lost my train of thought. now. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So let me let me let me get you back on track. So. Um, I did a podcast episode a few back with Vin Armani and we were talking about some of his uh, code work, some of things that he's working on. Mm -hmm. And then at the end, I wanted to get his take on, on the IFP, on the infrastructure funding plan, because he came out for it um, publicly and then sort of got chastised in that heated debate. 
backed off a little bit, and I wanted to ask him where he was at the time uh, that we recorded that that episode a few a uh, few weeks back, and he explained that his position hadn't changed, uh, that he thought the incentives were um, were aligned between, and he used shovels and miners and gold and stuff like that uh, analogy, and he thought the the incentives were aligned well enough that this makes sense uh, between those as as you've outlined here who pay for the work and those who do the work, and this this makes to his in his mind eminent good sense um he then went into <laughs> which is what uh vin is prone to do he went into the uh card uh, uh kadesh uh, barnea kadesh barnea yeah uh-huh um biblical analogy where in in a sense <clears throat> the the israelites are just kind of too afraid to act and they spend what seems like an inordinate amount of time uh, debating, uh, becoming um, uh, fearful when, you know, the promised land is, is right there. And so um, anyway, that you, you, I, I don't think I'm saying things out of school here, but you messaged me privately and said that that hit home with you, that that made sense to you. Uh, we've been talking about that with Vin for at least two years now that that this is this is what is unfolding so okay um first like before before people so i'm gonna say something that is gonna piss off like both religious and non-religious people i was gonna and, ask um, you don't strike me as the guy who's who's a who's a vin armani new age uh, spiritual christian you, you don't strike me that way but go ahead yeah so i'm i'm familiar with the bible but i'm i'm an atheist uh, like the, I, I don't believe, I don't, I don't believe there is a God or whatnot, but here is, so here is the way, uh, here is why those stories are important anyway. And not just mm -hmm. the Bible, actually, mm -hmm. like all those great sagas. And, uh, because, okay. First thing for people that are not familiar with the Bible, people that are religious are going to tell you what well, the Bible is the word of God, or is like a, like kind of an instruction manual to live your life as a good Christian or whatnot, right? But this is not what it is. Um, if you read the Bible, it's like a bunch of stories in it. Like it's a great saga, you know? It's kind of like Star Trek or, or Star Wars or Harry Potter. Yeah, or, it's, you know, it's, like a, it's a library of, of a bunch of books, sure. You, you, you have those great heroes and, and they have sagas that, you know, unfold over several books and many chapters. And... And those saga, um, those saga, just you know, just like Harry Potter, for instance, like Harry Potter becomes like huge in no time, right? And 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 why is that? Like th there is something very important there, and and what is very important there is the same thing as the Bible, actually. It, and it's not God; it's because those are meta stories, and and so a meta story is like you know, it's it's a story, but it's also uh, you'd have to. You know, it has the basic elements that are common to most story, including real life stories. Mm -hmm. You know, an, it, an it has like, yeah. yes, exactly. It has, you know, like how people behave and stuff like that. And, and, and so even though Harry Potter, you know, take place in like a school where people do magic and whatnot, there are wizards and, and, and trolls and, and well, there is a lot of trolls in real life as well, but not the same kinds. <laughs> uh, so, Everything is different, right? For Harry Potter, like the life of Harry Potter is very different from my life or your life. And yet, if you read Harry Potter, you can relate to all of it, right? And this is why 
this is why Harry Potter got so big so fast because it has all the story that happened in, in people's life. And in a way, the Bible is the ultimate form of that, right? Because it has, it has you know, be a great saga that people tell to each other for literally thousands of years now. And, and it has fan clubs all over the world, right? Like, you know, it's like essentially tricky convention, right? But, but uh, billions of people attend every week. It's, it's, you know, fucking crazy, right? Um, so it, it's the most successful saga of all time. And the reason is because the story and the archetypes that are in there have been selected for thousands of years. Like this is a Darwinian process. Like this is essentially the, the ultimate saga because it has evolved for so long. And there are a few like that, you know, if you go to India or, or East Asia or whatever, they also have their own version of that kind of book, you know, like those, those whole story that are thousands of years old. And that contains all the same archetype that you find in the Bible, actually, and pretty much the same as you find in Harry Potter. Um, a lot of work so has been done by a guy named Joseph Campbell. <clears throat> he, uh, he published The Power of Myth, where he talked about the hero's journey through a lot mm -hmm. of the different religions. And so that's uh, very apropos to, to what you're saying. Keep going. Yeah. And so those stories are very important. And, and one of the stories that is in the Bible is the story of Moses. So what's happened is that um, for, for people that don't know the story, if there are some out there, um, you got Moses. Um, he's like an Israeli dude, and he's kind of like Aquaman. He's like a uh, <laughs> he has like water rider related superpower, right? Like he can split the sea, he can like get water to to you know get rid of rocks, and and so you know he he does water stuff. Um, he definitely and, does water stuff. Yep. Yeah. And, and like Evan, Evan, when he's born, you know, like is uh, when he's born, the Pharaoh ordered all the Israeli, you know, this, the Israeli baby boys to be murdered. And so his mother left him in a crib on the, on the Nile. And, and so he goes on to be, um, to be recovered by someone from the royal family and, and, and become an important guy that way. But uh, but anyway, like, you know, his whole life, his whole life is like around the team of water. And, and you know, it's kind of funny to, to refer to Moses as Aquaman, but it's just kind of like, <laughs> this is the archetype of you. Moses. Like he's the, he's, he's the superhero of water. And, <laughs> okay. and so, you know, at, at some point, um, so, you know, like uh, Moses, life go on. Right. And at some point he, he, he live with the Israelite from Egypt because most of the Israelite in Egypt are slave at the time. And, and so obviously, you know, they are not very happy to be slave in Egypt. Um, and so, and so they live, they live and their plan is they have a roadmap, right? They have a roadmap and their roadmap is you go to the promised land that is, um, you know, like what is Israel now? Um, mostly like the part that is Northwest of the, of the Dead Sea, you know, like with, with uh, Jerusalem and, okay, sure. and all those biblical places. So they want to go there. And if you, if you look at it on the map, like if you ask Google map or whatnot, even by feet, it like it takes two, two, three weeks to go there from <laughs> Egypt. 
okay? And, and the dude, they take 40 years to get there. But it's, it's even more funny than that because if you read the story, um, so they go to the Mount Sinai and they, they do various stuff, right? But essentially, um, um, it's not like there is a precise chronology in the story, but based on the story, you can estimate that, you know, like in two, three months, they are there. Um, well, they are at, at Kadesh Barnea. That is um, like just, you know, very close to, to where they want to go. And so it takes two, two, three months to get there. So, so why, you know, like why the last, <laughs> what the last day of travel or whatever, you know, is taking them 40 years and, and effectively is because they cannot get their shit together. Right. They, so when they get there, they send spy and they see that there is the Canaanite there. And so, um, most of the spy, they're like, oh, you know, like if you go there, maybe we're going to have to fight with the Canaanite and it's going to go bad for us. And, and so then, you know, like people are pissed off as Moses. They're like, oh, you know, like, bro, you brought us in the desert. It's so bad now. We, we might as well go back to Egypt and be slave again, you know. And, <laughs> and so they just like, they don't stick to the plan. And, and as a result, they have no plan that they can execute on. And because they have no plan that they can execute on, they end up fucking around in the desert for like decades until most of them die. And... And once enough of them die, you know, the one that remains are, you know, sobered up, right? They are like, okay, we need to stop. We need to stop fucking around in the desert because we're going to all die if we continue, right? Like essentially this realization thing came. They're like, we need to have a fucking plan, agree on the plan and go there. Because if we spend all our time discussing what is the plan and, and not executing on it, we're all going to die in the desert. And and so effectively, that's what happens. And actually, there is like a huge cliffhanger at the end of the Torah with Moses like going up to meet God and die. And, and then, you know, it, it, it goes to another book. But there is this huge cliffhanger. And, and the next book is about, you know, them getting their shit together and, and, um, and going to the promised land. But anyway, mm -hmm. uh, this is... This is an archetype that you're going to find in many story. And this is the archetype that is playing in the BCH community right now. I'd be really curious to hear opponents of the IFP, uh, sorry. Yeah, opponents of the IFP. Um, to, to, I can imagine themselves thinking <clears throat> that they're, you know, that they're the, they're the ones who will lead to the, to the promised land. So, I think this works a bunch of different ways, but for your, for, for your, and I guess Vin. But it's, really, it's not about, you know, really leading to a promised land because um, at the end of the day, like if you go back to the Bible, actually Moses don't really want to do it to begin with and God has to bargain with him quite a <laughs> right. bit to get him to do it. Um, uh, it. It's not really about the promised land to begin with. Like they could decide to go somewhere else and settle there as well, you know? Uh, the reason they want to go to the promised land is because the Israelites are the descendant of Abraham and Abraham come from there. Right. So they, they want to go back to the land of Abraham. But um, it, it's not even that that is that important. Like this land is not, you know, the most incredible land ever. But it's, it's where they want to go because this is where they came from before they were enslaved by the by the Egyptian. 
And so they want to go back there. This is their plan. And, and what plan do you have is maybe not the most important part of that archetype. What is important is that if you spend all your time discussing what is your plan and who mm -hmm. should lead you there, then you never get there and you end up wandering in the desert until it hurts so much that you have no other choice than getting your shit together. Really, really interesting. And that's where, you know, the, I could hear Vin sort of over my shoulder saying that Zhang Zhu's idea, when he first proposed it, they, they edited it after, but he talked about the no debate theory. And that was viewed in the West as, um, you know, and, you know, communist claptrap and all the rest of it. And uh, some people smuggled in some, some racist stuff, but it, it was a, in, in, in Vin's understanding, I think, and, and I, now yours, that would be the Kaddish Barnea moment, right? So that here we have a guy sort of pointing to this idea of endless debate, uh, this salon, um, and now we need action. Um, that, that leads me to, and, and I, I didn't want to go here so quickly, but I guess I will. What are your thoughts then? Because I think it's fair to say that most people in most communities just bitch and moan and complain and don't do anything about it. But it seems like at least a handful of the fellows who were opposing the IFP have kind of gone out and, you know, they're, they're not just debating anymore. They're, they're, trying to, mm -hmm. they're trying to erect an alternative, whether it's in a, uh, another node or... Um, or different ways of, of actual fundraising. So, so what are your thoughts on, on that idea or those ideas? Well, um, I think it's all good and fine that people, you know, uh, if, if they believe in something, they can do it and try to raise money for it and, and make it work. I mean, that's, uh, that's great. Um, what I'm seeing though, is that, um, um, the direction of this is going is not in line with the stated value that we have as a community. And so this is important. Now we're going probably into the self-knowledge, um, uh, you know, self-knowledge area. Um, you know, it, it's actually fairly difficult to know yourself. And one of the best way to know yourself is being honest about um, uh, revealed preferences. I'd say this is the economic term. This is not the term that self-knowledge people would use. But <laughs> anyway, so what is reveal preference? Like, you know, um, say you say, I like chocolate ice cream very much, right? And, and you say that to everybody and you say that to your friend and, and even maybe you believe it yourself, right? But every time you go to the ice cream shop, you take vanilla ice cream. Like, do you actually prefer chocolate ice cream mm. probably not right you just like you and and you just are fooling yourself or people are going to be like oh that's very dumb but actually we do this kind of stuff all the time if we are honest with ourselves we do this kind of stuff all the time this is like a, <laughs> a natural tendencies of human being to to state that they want one thing or that they value one thing, but they'd actually do something else. And this is one of the reasons the market is so great because the market doesn't give a shit about what 
you actually say you want, but what you spend your money on, right? This is this is gonna influence the demand and influence the price and you know act as a signal. If we you know so way back. Uh, so by way of analogy, is your contention <clears throat> is your contention then that the anti-IFP people say you know they want a stable funded protocol, but yet they're not willing to do that. <clears throat> uh, they're willing to sort of fight. There, there is good. There is more to it. I think it's deeper than that. Um, so what are our stated value? Our stated value is that we want to build digital cash for the world. And we want transaction to be fast, cheap, reliable. Uh, and, and, and we think that those make good property for cash and we want the token, the base token of the chain to have hard money properties, right? This is, this is our stated value as the BCH community. Yeah? Like, would you agree with that to begin with? I, I would. I, I can just hear people saying, well, and, and the, the key in that sentence, I believe, is hard money. But I can hear people uh, uh, retorting that, uh, well, geez, you know, we have a wonderful Venmo uh, you know, all these other mm -hmm. um, sort of fiat-based systems. But I think your point stands, right? It's, 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 well, my point is that it's money. all of, yes, it's all of this together. Like you can have just Venmo or you can have just hard money, but having the two together right. is, is, you know, what makes BCH special. Or at so least yes, it's yes. the story that we tell ourselves and that we tell to the world, right? Right. Um, and, and, now that we established a story, we can make prediction or, you know, no, it's not going to be prediction anymore because we can, you know, compare that. But, you know, you can make prediction and then you can see what happens and see if what happens match the prediction. And if it does, then you know that the state, like, you know that there is high integrity in, in the community or high consistency and that the stated value are actually the embodied value by the community. And, and if it doesn't, then you can ask yourself, you know, what are the actual values there, right? And so um, let's say we had a dude that wrote a prototype um, that allowed transaction to be confirmed in two seconds rather than, you know, about 10 right now, uh, give or take, because, you know, sometimes the block sure. time is, is longer than 10 minutes. So that would be a huge plus, um, you know, like if we, if we pass that through the grill of our stated value, this is like a huge, um, this is a huge thing, right? This make transaction fast and reliable, yeah? Like this improve the mm -hmm. fast and reliable aspect of transaction sure. uh, enormously, right? If it goes from two, 10 minutes to 10 seconds to two seconds, actually. Sure. So, so you would expect then, then when the man that built that is in need of resources to continue his effort to change that prototype into something that is production ready, then there, there would be resources flowing there, right? From the community. Or, or, or from the community leaders or from whoever, yes? That, that would be the behavior that is consistent with the stated values. Mm -hmm. is, is, there, is there an element of trust, uh, a psychological one, 
So this this uh, hypothetical fellow who's made this unbelievable um, innovation. Well, it, it's not an hypothetical fellow, right? Like this fellow is Tyler Smith. And he left the community like a month ago or so. Oh, I got you. Um, I'm pretty bad with date, right? But um, before he left, I, I knew I knew that it was you know it was I knew that he was looking for a job, and so I went to many community leaders to get money to keep him on board so he can make that you know he can you know move things from prototype to production ready. Um, and there was no resources for that guy, but now there is a ton of resources for ABC clones. Um, and way more resources for those stuff than there was for keeping Tyler on board. And so we see here that there is a mismatch between the stated value and the lived value.